0: What's up gorgeous? Happy Wine Wednesday. I'm so glad you're here. This week I want to talk to you about how powerful it is to own who you are and what you're doing, especially when you're in the beginning stages of trying something new. So I want to share this story with you because I think it's super encouraging and such a fun story. So just last week, I'm at a networking event for my client's husband. It also happens to be my brother. My client is my (laughs) sister-in-law. So I'm at his networking event, just there to help out, um, see if I can make my own connections and just be there to support him so he has a good turnout, right? And I figured I could brush up on my social skills and maybe get my introvert self a little bit uncomfortable trying to meet new people. (laughs) So that's why I was there. His beautiful wife was there supporting, taking care of the kids, all that good stuff. So it's a networking event for his company. So at the end, there's a couple stragglers kind of hanging around and he introduces his wife to this couple. I go to walk away to grab one of the kids and I overhear the gentleman asking, so what do you do? Are you a stay at home mom or, I immediately scoop back into the conversation, like I do, (laughs) and I go, she's a Pilates instructor. She had just gone through my group coaching program and let us know that she is launching her Pilates business. She's going through her certification and wrapping everything up and looking for new clients. So we hadn't quite snagged her her first paying client yet, and that was next on the list. So, of course, I saw an opportunity and I had to speak up for us. Well, I'm in and out, right? I just whisper that and I go back to chase after her daughter (laughs) so that she can actually have that conversation. Just a few minutes later, she catches up with me and she's like, dude, you'll never believe it. This lady wants to work with me. She wants to hire me and take my class. And I was like, of course she does. Like, you're amazing, man. Like, (laughs) all she needed to know is that this offer was on the table and that she had the option to work with you. And she jumped on it. I wasn't surprised at all. Like we've talked about in prior episodes, it's so much easier to believe in the people around us than to believe in ourselves. (laughs) So it's not because I'm perfect and I never have self-doubt. It's because I totally believe in her. She has an incredible offer and she's amazing. So as soon as you meet her, like, how can you not want to work with her? Anyway, so this lady was looking to take her class. They even had a conversation about, like, setting up additional networking events um, where she could teach, like, a larger group of people. And this is all just from that one conversation. So I love this story because it's so powerful. So often I see us holding back and not speaking up and not providing our offer or telling people what we do or owning who we are there's a lot of self-doubt i hear a lot of um like you know i'm not ready i'm not good enough i'm not official enough i don't have a certification and all those kinds of things where we don't really believe that we're there yet and so we don't tell other people so an example of this would be if you're writing a book right When you start calling yourself an author, maybe you're not an author if you've never written anything down, but are you only an author after the book has been published or if it's a New York Times bestseller? Like, where is the line? I argue that you're an author once you start writing, once you're writing a book or take running, for example. Are you a runner if you're just thinking about running and you're sitting on the couch and you haven't actually put on your shoes maybe not it might be a little early but are you an only a runner once you've won a race or once you've ran a marathon or a 10k no like you're a runner when you start running so i want to challenge you to start thinking of yourself this way what is that requirement in your head For you to tell people that you are or that you're doing something that you're doing you know if you're starting a business when are you gonna own the fact that you're a business owner that you're a ceo that you're a professional is it after one client is it after you make one dollar is it after you make a million dollars i think it's clear for most of the people i talk to that you don't have to wait till the million dollar mark you know, for the running example, you don't have to wait till you're a marathon runner to call yourself a runner. But if you go for a run, it's too early. Or if you make $1 as a business owner, it's too early. But do we actually know what the criteria is and who determines that criteria? So I want you to think about these things and see like, what is that criteria for yourself? Is that based on, like, conscious decisions? Is that based on values that ma- that you agree with? Is it based on things that make sense to you? Or is it based on some arbitrary number or some metric that somebody else gave to you? Or, a little bit deeper, is it based on who you believe you can and can't be? Or what you believe you can and can't do based on something somebody told you? Years ago. So that's a deeper issue, right? If I am never comfortable calling myself a business owner, an author, a singer, a runner, because I don't believe that that's possible for me, regardless of how much writing, running, singing, all those things I actually do, that's going to hold me back, you know? And I think sometimes it is that real deep issue, which probably a coach, therapist could help with. Um, You're probably not going to get what you need from a podcast as much as I love you. But I also think there are kind of lighter layers as well, right? And some of it is just subconscious, like we're not aware of it. You don't realize you're holding yourself back or you don't realize that I don't really have a number. How many books do I have to write before I'll call myself an author? And then once we have that intentional conversation with ourselves, we're able to clear it up. So that's kind of the group I'm talking to um, where it's a little more surface level than childhood trauma. Um, So A, it's important for us to own that because we're able to buy in more And it's what we believe we're capable of and what we believe is possible for us is incredibly important because that is the container we put ourselves in. You know, that is the limit we place on ourselves. That is the glass ceiling that we create of what do you believe is possible for you? What do you believe you're allowed to do? What do you believe you're capable of? All those things. So the more we dig into that and we identify things where we are holding ourselves back and we're able to work through that and move it out of the way and keep going, that is a huge win because there are plenty of other things that are real obstacles where other people are holding us back, where we're coming up against challenges that we can't get through alone. There are plenty of real things out there in the world. You know, we have discrimination and all kinds of stuff that we're working against. And sometimes we hold ourselves back. So if we can at least get through the parts where we're holding ourselves back and get absolutely as far as we can until we run into a bigger obstacle that's outside of us, we're going to make so much more progress than if we're also letting us hold ourselves back believing that we're not capable of something or that we're not the kind of person who can. So let me try to make this a little bit more concrete for you. We'll stick with the author example. If I am trying to write a book and I start writing, I I do agree if you haven't written anything yet, maybe the author is a little premature, but you start writing and you're writing your novel or you're writing whatever you're going to write. But you don't own that you're an author. You don't own that you're writing this book. You think of it as... I don't know. What do you think of it as? Put put yourself in that situation. Is it a hobby? Is it a waste of time? Is it, oh, just this thing that I do sometimes. It's not a big deal. How do you discount that? And what are you telling yourself you are If you're not an author, but you're writing a book, are you a failure? Are you telling yourself you're an author who doesn't, who's not going to finish their first book? Are you telling yourself that you're not really an author because you don't think you can write a book? Are you telling yourself that you think you'll be a bad author? And so you're worried about finishing the book? Like, there are reasons that you don't own the title of what you're doing. And, you know, I don't know what they are. So we have to take a step back and we have to ask ourselves, like, what is this? If I'm not a business owner, then what am I? If I'm running a business, if I'm promoting myself on social media, if I'm doing this, that, and the other, if I have the LLC, if I have the product... Why am I not owning that I'm a CEO? Or why am I not owning that I have a side gig? Like, what is the issue? What is missing? If I am, you know, running several days a week and I am consistent, why am I not calling myself a runner? You know, am I waiting until I'm faster? Am I waiting until I'm thinner? Am I waiting until somebody else recognizes me? Like, step back and ask yourself, what is holding me back what is the identity that i'm holding on to that won't let me identify as the person who is doing what i'm doing the person who is who i'm becoming um that was a tangent let me see if i can get myself back on track Okay, so it's so important for us because then we're able to commit, okay? So if I'm an author and I'm owning that and I've let go of, hey, I don't wanna call myself an author because then I'm afraid I'll be a bad author or a failed author because I'm worried the book will be bad or I'll never finish it, okay? And I'm able to work through that and be hey man, I got this, I'm gonna do the thing. I'm not gonna give up on it, regardless of how long it takes, I'm gonna write this book, okay? Now I'm in the middle of writing the book. I am authoring this book. And then you take that title on and you're able to call yourself an author. I am writing a book. I am doing this thing. I'm literally working on it. I'm doing the thing, okay? That changes your mindset. That changes your attitude. You're now owning that. Right. And so as an author, you write the book like that's what you do. So when things get hard, when you want to give up, when you have writer's block, what are you going to do? You gonna work through it because that's what authors do. That's what you do. And I know it can seem silly, like just switching these words, but it's really switching about how you're thinking about yourself. And I think that's what makes mindset work like so tricky is because it's not just changing the words like affirmations. Isn't just saying the things we actually have to work through. Why don't I believe that? And what do I need to do to start believing it? What do I need to do in myself? What thoughts do I need to change about my worth in order for me to embrace that? I'm an author. And then being able to do that is where all that power comes from and the motivation to keep going and the new identity thats this is what I do because I'm an author. I write books. So no, I'm not just going to give up. No, I'm not going to just forget about it. Like I'm going to do this because that's who I am. So it benefits us hugely in all those ways and, and even more. Um, but then also it benefits the people around us. So coming back to the story at the beginning, right? Put yourself in that situation, okay? You, imagine you as my client. Somebody's asking you, What do you do? And you want to teach people Pilates. You are working on creating a Pilates business but you don't have your first client yet. So you have a decision. Are you a Pilates instructor looking for your first client or are you thinking about maybe becoming a Pilates instructor teaching Pilates eventually sometime down the road? Who knows, you know, can't count on myself. I might just give up and do something else. Which one sets the person who wants to work with you up for success if they want to work with you but they only want to work with you if you've had other clients they'll ask for referrals they'll ask for reviews they'll ask for testimonials like if that is a deal breaker for them they will ask um, if it's that important to them that somebody else they don't know has worked with you and said something good about you that's something that they'll look for okay But for the most part, they're just looking to work with you, especially in this situation where she's just met her, they clicked, she likes her, she's interested, she wants to work with my client. So it doesn't matter that my client doesn't have a ton of paid customers before her, that's irrelevant to her experience. So now... When she introduces herself as a Pilates instructor, she's creating the opportunity for this new person to work with her. She's making it clear. She's making it easy. She's putting the offer out there. Hey, I can do this for you. I can help you with this. I We can work together. Like, we can do this thing. Let's go. Let's set a date. Let's figure it out. And that makes it clear and easy for the person who wants to work with her. Okay. But think of it the other way, which I see a lot of us doing. We instead go, oh, yeah. um, Yeah, I'm a stay-at-home mom right now. I'm thinking about, you know, maybe teaching Pilates. I think that'd be really cool. Um, yeah, so like sometime down the road, I'm going to be a Pilates instructor. Okay. Well, that's... Great, like, tidbits of information if the person just, like, wants to know random things about you. But if they wanted to work with you, that's really confusing. Because it's like, oh, okay. So you're... Oh, Pilates. Oh, but you're not. You haven't decided? Like, what... What is going on? (laughs) And then it's like, okay, well, you know, let me know when you are a Pilates instructor, or when I can take a class with you, or how do I work with you? Is this ever, what's the time frame? Like, is there a wait list? Or is this like a pipe dream that may or may not come into reality? And so it leaves the person really confused. Now, caveat, in the starting a business sense, if you're not ready to work with clients, or you don't have like the foundation for what you're doing, like if my client didn't have her class ready, like it would have been a different conversation. But when you're just holding yourself back because you haven't gotten the proof to consider yourself successful, or you haven't worked through those doubts and owned that what you're doing, then it can be really easy to just be the one in your own way by confusing people who want to work with you and kind of throwing them off your scent. You know, you're like, uh, I'm not really doing that yet. I don't really know. Like, mm, (laughs) please don't work with me. I'm not ready. (laughs) And if you're truly not ready, that's very effective. But if you are ready, that is so confusing and it sets them up for failure and confusion because now they don't know if they can work with you or how they would if they could or when you'll be ready, if you'll ever be ready. A confused buyer doesn't buy. I've heard that from Rachel Rogers. I don't know if she invented it, but the more confused people are, the less they're going to be able to commit because they don't really know like what they're committing to or what they're supposed to do or what you're doing. And so it's just confusing and it gets overwhelming, especially in this day and age where everybody's super busy. Okay, bringing it back. So owning who you are and what you're doing not only benefits you, And the project itself because you're more likely to get it done it also benefits the people who want to work with you or who will benefit from what you're doing you know people want to read your book I'm definitely interested in hearing what your thoughts are if you've had any experience with this type of thing of like owning who you are or telling people what you're doing another example I love is Um, Kathy Heller. She has a huge podcast. used to be called Don't Keep Your Day Job. And it's all about interviewing people who have started pursuing, um, making money with things that they're passionate about. And she's interviewed so many people. And it's so inspiring, especially if you're looking to be an entrepreneur or if you are an entrepreneur. Hugely inspiring. And I love that she talks about on her Instagram... Um, she never said she was trying to start a podcast or that she was starting a, was going to start a podcast. She said, I have a podcast. She owned it. I am a podcaster. I have a podcast. I'm doing podcasting. This is the thing I am doing and this is who I am. And her podcast is huge. Blew up super fast, um, impacted, I don't know hundreds, thousands, millions of lives, including mine. So that's another tangible story that I want to bring to you to encourage you and help you see what are ways that you can do that in your life and how can you use that to strengthen your identity and your resolve and what it is that you're working on. Because we are all the versions of ourselves. We are the past version that we've grown out of, we are the current version and we are the version that we're going to be, even though we don't quite know what that is. But it's all us, right? So it can be really hard to identify yourself as the person you're becoming. And it can feel it's easy to feel like a fraud, right? But we are not a hundred percent like black or white or you know, good or bad, or Either or all the time anyway, you know, so I can identify as a good person, but I do bad things. I make mistakes. I have hurt people. So does that make me a bad person? If I'm a bad person, though, I do good things. I care about people. I take care of them. I put good out into the world. So that doesn't really fit either. My point is, because there is gray, we have a little bit of choice in which part of ourselves we're identifying with. Now, I don't want this taken out of context and being like, oh, I'm a good person. And then you go and hurt whoever you want and do terrible things. But it's fine because you identify as a good person. (laughs) That's not what I'm saying. (laughs) but i do want to encourage you if you're growing into someone if you're growing into the next version of yourself if you are becoming an author a runner a artist like work on identifying with that part of you as it's developing and help yourself adopt it a little bit earlier than maybe you would have before we had this conversation i would love to hear what you think or if you want to have more of a conversation I would love to connect with you and I'm always open to input on what you want to hear about what you want to talk about all of this is for you so let me know I hope you have a wonderful week and we will see you next time